Hello and welcome to the Field Goals Podcast. I'm Brandon Schultz. Our second round of OTA press conferences focuses primarily on the defense. Let's start with defensive coordinator Clint Hurt, who talked about how he is adjusting to his new role. The struggle for me is what's been different is I'm used to being hands-on with the D-line or the edge guys and things like that. And uh, and I still can dibble-dabble a little bit, but Coach Lewis and Coach Curry and uh, Will have really taken that and done well. And I still talk to them through the things they're doing in individual. But now it's partaking with all the positions, with the IOBs and checking out Jordan and Cody and the DBs as well. Um, it's funny because when we start, when we did unit things, Quandre Diggs was the first one to say, like, listen, you just don't coach the front guys anymore. You coach us too. You know, so you got to be involved with those guys. If not, the DBs will remind me. Hurt spoke about a number of players of interest on the defense. Let's first hear about linebacker Cody Barton. You know, his, uh, his effort and energy, um, really, really good in the past game. He's always had a great awareness for that. He's got a background being a safety. Um, he's growing up and then obviously working his way down into the box. So you see some of those things with his awareness and picking up pass routes uh, and the communication with guys on the back end. Uh, really excited for him for the opportunity. Uh, for him, it's just the opportunity being there. The effort, the attention to detail for Cody has always been a part of it, but now he has a great opportunity, and uh, he's really had a really nice spring so far. Next up are two of the rookie corners, Tariq Woolen and Kobe Bryant. Uh, Tariq has been working himself uh, back into stuff. Obviously, I'm, I don't, I've never seen a corner uh, that big and can run all the athleticism and whatnot. Uh, smart kid, you know, and putting stuff together. Long and athletic. I think he's got a really bright future in front of him. And Kobe has been uh, been on top of the details, learning the system. Uh, really smooth, athletic, and doesn't panic when the ball's in the air, which is a big deal today in pro football, obviously, with the deep ball and being able to play the ball when the ball's in the air. Guys are sitting there spinning in circles. This kid is very uh, calm and collected and can play the ball You know when it comes his way. Joining them in the DB room is Artie Burns, a veteran going into his sixth season, started out his career with the Pittsburgh Steelers and then played one year with the Chicago Bears last year. It's been really good. And talking with Sean, what he's been pressed about with Artie is how much more comfortable Artie is in year two of the system. Um, so he's, he's really kind of grabbed that and ran with it because he was coming off of the ACL previously. So now he's healthy. Um, so now he has a full offseason under his belt. It's great having Artie here. He's a Miami guy. You know, I love Hurricanes. So it's good having him building, but he's doing a really nice job. Wrapping up Hurts' comments, let's hear what he had to say about defensive lineman LJ Collier. You know, sometimes for young guys, particularly with defensive linemen, uh, it's such a technical position. It takes time, you know. It takes time for those guys to learn things, to figure it out, to come into their man body coming into this league, and for things to kind of slow down a little bit for him. So he has had one of the, out of the entire group of guys on defense, he's had one of the better springs uh, out of everyone. So really excited for him and where he's going. Uh, continue to be strong in the run game. He's came in bigger and stronger and faster than what he has been in previous years. I've uh, been rushing the passer really well, so I uh, just want to see him continue to stack days. Next up was LJ's teammate on the defensive line in pass rusher Daryl Taylor, who talked about his impressions of Hurt as a defensive coordinator. Every day he's making us better. He's holding us accountable. You know, he's asking us to do things, asking us to get out of our, get out of our comfort zone and make us better players. So um, I think it, his coaching style is great for our defense and it's going to make us better um, as we head into the season. Darrell also spoke about the increased leadership role he hopes to fulfill this year. I mean, it's not really hard. You know, I just I just teach them what I've learned, you know, whatever I, I, I've learned over the time being here in the NFL and learning from the guys that have been here with me. Uh, I just teach them what I know. So it's it's not really hard. You know, I, I've always fell in a uh, position of leadership on every team I've been on. So 
uh, like that, you know, they want me to be that, and I'm excited to step into their role and be everything the Seahawks want me to be. So I'm not, you know, I'm not shying away from it. And, you know, all these young guys that we have here, I'm always uh, ready to lend a helping hand, you know, to help them learn whatever they need to. One reason Taylor might have to take on more leadership on the defense is because of the departure of linebacker Bobby Wagner. That's crazy. I can't lie about that. It's crazy, you know, because that's who I came in. You know, older guy that we all looked up to and everything, and we knew about him even before we got here. So, uh, yeah, it's crazy, but, you know, uh, it's the NFL, and we know how it goes, and we looking forward to move, you know, take step forward and make our defense better. We have a new defense coordinator, and we all looking, uh, looking to move forward and, you know, do what we're supposed to do to help our team win, and that's it. Safety Ryan Neal talked about how another young defender in Jordan Brooks is hoping to fill the void left by Bobby. He puts it on his shoulders and it put pressure on him to be better. You know what I mean? And he's done a great job, this, um, these OTAs, of getting guys together off the field. Like, hey, let's all hang out. Let's watch film together. You know, let's watch film after practice. And, you know, you can see him actually stepping it up into that role. And I think it'll be better when, you know, we get everybody back. You know, you get your big out back and get Nino and Ma, and then he can actually grow within it some more. And, you know, but the cool thing right now is they're not here. So he has to step up. You know what I mean? It's like you have to speak because we're on you. You know, you the play caller. And, you know, he's getting ready for that role. And I think he's going to be very great at it. Like other players in previous pressers, Neil also raved about new defensive coaches, Sean Desai and Carl Scott. I love them both. I mean, I think Sean Desai is a freaking, uh, what you think, a professor. He, like, he sits in the lab watching film all day. Just, you know what I mean? Like, the things he says in meetings, just like, dude, I've never thought about it like that before. Like, like a real football nerd. And then K. Scott is just energy. He's the enthusiasm. He's just, he's on you. You know what I mean? He's intense. That's the word I'm looking for. Very intense. Like, I mean, we can be talking and he could be writing something on the board and literally call your name and not look at you. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, oh, you know what I mean? He catch you off guard. So that one-two punch with them two, I mean, I think it's going to be awesome. I think it's going to be dope. We did hear from one offensive player during this round of press conferences in wide receiver Tyler Lockett, who talked about what it feels like to be the longest tenured Seahawk. Yeah, I mean, you made me feel old <laughs> when you say that. Um, I mean, yeah, it's it's a lot different since Russ and Bobby is going. Um, you know, mentally, you feel like you got to step up. You feel like you got to um, fill in the gaps and those voids that's going to be missing. But like for me, I just I just try to continue to be myself. I don't try to put extra pressure on myself because sometimes I can mentally put these blocks on myself to where it it hinders me from being able to be my best. You know, I feel like me and bringing myself to the table is enough to be able to help out this team and being able to have those conversations and get people routed up or whatever I got to do to be able to play. But I mean, it's, you can't replace people like Bobby and Russ. That's that's just the truth. Like they've always been great and they always will be great at what it is that they do. But the biggest thing I can say is that they're just being them. And so for me, that's all that I want to do. That's all I want to stick to is just be Tyler. Some days I'm not talkative. Some days I'm extra talkative. Some days I'm a comedian. Some days I'm super serious. But I just try to figure out how I can be the best at whatever today approaches and how I want to be able to achieve it. Lockett also gave his thoughts on new quarterback Drew Locke. I mean, I think he looks good. Y'all seen it out there. I mean, what do you think? <laughs> I mean, I think, you know, I think I should be asking y'all questions. I mean, everybody's been doing good out there. Like we've been making throws. A lot of players have been making plays. Um, I mean, you saw Fuller out there make a great route, great catch, took it all the way down to the five, if not scored, if we were playing tackle. Um, everybody's playing phenomenal right now, if I could be honest. And 
Um, I mean, if you don't believe me, y'all the ones that are recording it and y'all are the ones that are out there on the side seeing it. So, um, yeah, I think Drew's doing good. I think Juno, Gino's doing good. I think Eason is doing good. And, you know, whatever happens is, is going to happen at the end of the day. But as a whole, we all want to be able to make sure that we're doing our part. And I think everybody's doing that so far. One thing that has been very apparent through watching his press conferences, watching his off-field activity, you know that Tyler deeply cares about his hometown of Tulsa, Oklahoma. He was asked how he reacted to recently winning an Emmy for an NFL 360 documentary that he helped to produce on Black Wall Street, which existed over 100 years ago before it was destroyed in the Tulsa massacre. Honestly, it feels really great. It's just hard to be able to celebrate it because we're still waiting for reparations. You know what I mean? Like we're still waiting for justice. Like as far as like the city of Tulsa that I grew up in, like we can't even accept the fact that something happened, you know, like it was swept under the rug. So it's just kind of hard to be able to truly appreciate it because there's three survivors that's still alive. that's still going to court, still trying to fight for justice just to have the city say we were wrong. We shouldn't have did that. Here's your reparations. And until we get that, I can't really truly like shout for joy and be happy and walk around and say, man, I want an Emmy. Like if anything, the Emmy makes me happy because we brought awareness to something that's been hidden so long ago. And the older that you get, you hear other stories about how things were happening in different places and it was swept under the rug. And so I think that just being able to bring awareness to it, I think that's something that um, is truly touching to me. And until we get reparations, it's hard to truly celebrate it. And that'll do it for today's show. Thanks to Wilson Kahn for helping to produce this episode. Follow him out on Twitter at Wilson underscore Kahn, C-O-N-N. And if you're looking for more to read up at Field Goals, Mookie Alexander has an article on ESPN's Mike Clay, who recently released his projections for some rookie productivity. He looked at quarterback, running back, wide receiver, the main thing is for the Seahawks, they have a new running back in the second round, Ken Walker III, and despite being taken second, he is not among Clay's top two running backs in terms of projected rushing yards. If you want to look at that total, Mookie Alexander has it up at field goals, and you can even vote in his poll whether or not you think that Walker will go over or under that number, or maybe he hits that number exactly. Who knows? So check that out, fieldgoals.com. I'll be back with more talk in just a couple days. And until then, go Hawks.